Hey, y'all, it's Ryan from Podcast 99 and Culture Dumps. I just wanted to let y'all know before we get going with this week's episode that we opened up a web store. That's culturedumps.bigcartel.com. On that store, we're selling Woodstock 99 memorabilia, pop culture relics, collectibles, books, movies, you name it. Culture Dumps and Podcast 99 merch, all that stuff is available on culturedumps.bigcartel.com. Make sure you check it out, support the show any way you can, and that's a really great way to do it. On with the show. We'll see you at Woodstock. This is Liga Day, Saturday at Woodstock. When people knew were forced to get off of home base, we thought it was too dangerous. They said too many people are getting hurt. There were 10 people that were taken off site. Other people have been talking about these fires, but it was so much more than that. Podcast 99. Hello, folks. It's Ryan Lichten here with another episode of Podcast 99. Uh, As you know, we're not doing any of the historical aspects of it anymore. We're just doing the survivor stories, and we have a survivor with me today. Miles, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Absolutely. And this is a a rare treat because I rarely get to actually sit across (laughs) from someone and feel the Woodstock 99-ness. Oh, I have it in me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. And how did you hear about the show? Um, was it through the live event? Uh, no, I've heard. Yeah, I heard about the show a while ago, actually, when it first came out. And I, you know, I always keep track of Woodstock stuff, but I've always kind of pushed it aside because I didn't want it to taint my good memories of it. <laughs> now that's it. So do yeah. you think that that's, I mean, is that like a thing that you had a good time and, but like, yeah, I had, a, I had fun. That? I had a lot of fun and I knew there was a lot of tragedy around it and I didn't want to like bring it into my memory of what's well, that. Well, we'll, we'll revisit, <laughs> we'll revisit that. So, uh, let's just, let's get in the way back machine. All uh, right. It's 1999. <laughs> where, where are you? What are you doing? Um, I believe I was, Graduated high school. It was my first summer off freshman year of college. And I had gone back home, and all of my friends had gone back home, and it was all our first year after college summer. And we decided we were all going to drive up to Woodstock 99. I was like, that was pretty much our last summer together of all of us. And so that was our big party. We drove up to Woodstock 99 as a huge group. We got, we all met in the Ted Clark's parking lot <laughs> and we, we got beer. I don't know what we got there, but we got food and snacks and we let, and then we drove as like, I don't know, probably five carloads of us from our high school. And about halfway there, we realized I didn't have my tickets. Like, oh, somebody didn't fuck. have the tickets. How far were you away? We were probably, of overall, probably, I think, like, an, two hours away, maybe, from the Woodstock. But we were probably only, like, 30 minutes into the trip. But the tragedy of it was the tickets were in an envelope that was we remembered leaving on top of the car at Ted Clark's. Oh, fuck. <laughs> so we were like, damn. No. So we like, so anyway, the other, so we decided that people who lost their tickets were going to go back and everyone else was going to continue on. So the people who lost their tickets, which was me and I, a few others, whoever was with me, and I was getting the blame for it. I don't know why, but I'm easy. I'm always been the easy to blame person, so I was just taking it. <laughs> Fucking miles. <laughs> I know. That's how it always was. I was always the, the good 
Easy out. That's like the start of a movie. Like, <laughs> like everyone's ready to go. It's like I your know, big last so powwow. And like, you just see the tickets on top. Like, the knife on the table. I, know, I don't even know how we remembered it. It was just like, didn't we put it? Like, And then we were like, shit. Didn't anybody put it in the car? And anyway, it was still a mystery. We weren't quite sure that was what happened really yet. And so we were driving back. And this is like the miracle of all miracles. Somebody in the car saw like a shiny... You know how the Woodstock tickets had like a shiny like yeah. Somebody saw like a glimmer and was like, "I think I saw a ticket." And we we're like, <laughs> we blew, we took an exit and came back, and it was them. It was the ticket spilling out of the Whoa, envelope. Dude, you were <laughs> meant to go. And we were like, "Oh my god!" So we got there, just us and all the other kids that went in front of us. We kind of lost track of them. I saw them off and on while I was there. But the us who came in our separate car, we ended up kind of setting up our own two tents next to each other. And then I saw my high school friends. My The, the people I was with were my closest friends. The other people were just kind of kids I knew right. in high school. And then while there, I kind of split off again with my other best friend, Sean, and me pretty much spent three days just taking drugs and wandering around. <laughs> well, okay. And I, yeah, we're, I can't wait to start peeling back the layers on that. But when you first heard about the festival, I mean, was it that you guys just wanted to go because you knew it was a huge party and it was your last yeah. chance? Or were you super stoked on the lineup? I, you know, it was, everyone in my group was different. I was going because I wanted to party and I was not that stoked about the lineup. I knew... I probably was there to see a few people. I liked, I think the Offspring was there. I liked them at the time. I liked their videos. They had the coolest videos. Yeah. And I wanted to be a music video producer at that time. <laughs> and uh, I was didn't know a lot about music. I was actually into like classic rock and um, Broadway musicals, as I still am. <laughs> Sick, dude. You're cool, man. <laughs> Sounds like me. Like, everyone, like, doing yeah. this show, everyone's like, oh, so you must like this and this. And I'm like, yeah. no, nah, I listen to, like, Taylor Swift and, like, fucking, like, Barbara Streisand and, like, like, I, like, I karaoke. Like, everyone's like, oh, you can do Limp Bizkit. I'm like, yeah. no, I'm going to do, like, a song from Les Mis. Like, yeah, so that's what I, but I was kind of coming out of my shell. I was, I grew up with, in the middle of nowhere. And this was, like, my chance to, like, party and my mom went to Woodstock 69 my oh, brother wow. went to Woodstock 94 and I was kind of like I have to go to 99 wow that's cool <laughs> yeah did your like did your brother want to go to 99 or was he kind of probably did I don't know he was on his own path at after that <laughs> I got it. it was never the same yeah, after I'm not, 94 I wasn't <laughs> where was, I don't know where he went after 94 I guess 90 he was in Florida then I think okay so when you guys get there I mean had you been to anything of that scale like a big no, festival or anything no I didn't I had no idea I had no idea what to expect I just knew it was going to be wild and anything was going to happen. <laughs> so, like, I mean, having not been to anything like that, how did you prepare? Like, like we what, went what to kind of Ted Clark's. <laughs> <laughs> we got a couple bags of chips. <laughs> this will do it. <laughs> and we had some weed that was taken from us by the security guards. And the guy took it and he was like, don't worry, there's plenty in there. And I'm like, what's this, a Dude, racket? What the fuck? The fuck? <laughs> <I know. laughs> 
<laughs> I was like, so you're just blatantly extorting me. Is that, don't if that's worry, the there's right plenty term. in there. What a fucking asshole. I know. He's probably selling it back to me. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's uh, that's fucking crazy uh, just to hear that someone actually did their job. Uh, <laughs> yeah, know. You know what I we mean? We unrolled. It was, I had mine in the stupidest place. I didn't know any better, but it was rolled into my sleeping bag, which I thought was the best thing anyone had thought of <laughs> at the time. <laughs> Did you, I mean, so, well, so now you, you get there, you, you set up, I mean, I'm sure the, the scope of it was kind of intimidating. It was immense. Yeah. We didn't know where to put our tent. We were there very early. We were there early on, actually. Um, there weren't a lot of people there when we first got there. And I have some pictures of it before, like a lot of people were there, I think. And then um, we set up our tent and actually was it in a, a handicap zone. We didn't realize it, and they made us move it later. There's footage of us on the VHS tape of us carrying it <laughs> above oh, our heads, like the uh, the official one. Yeah, the, the official VHS. There's like area. It's like aerial footage or something. It's like us oh holding God. a you know carrying. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to throw that on like at some point and like I'll, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll send it. you pictures. I'll be like, is this you? Is yeah, this you? it's in the beginning. It's in the beginning. Somewhere. Oh man. So like, well, once you, once you do get set up though, and you get in sans weed, yeah. uh, <laughs> what's, what's your first step? Like what, what uh, you we set do? up our tents and then we just go wander and look at the stage and it was pretty miserable. I remember it was just <laughs> seemed very like stark, you know? And I was, I was dependent on, I remember thinking that the people would pack it in, you know, bring the vibe or whatever. And they were trying, they had like art installations and things like not a lot of stuff, but things going on and the stage looked pretty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, I think the, I the said, I think we design. just went and sat. I think there's pictures of us. We just went and like sat on a cement platform somewhere. That sounds just, shitty. Just, yeah, it was. It was <laughs> shitty at first. It was like, especially at first, like it was kind of just bland. Nothing was happening. I don't really remember details of and was this friday or, or did you go for the pre the pre-show day on the thursday i don't know i don't know can't remember <laughs> I, who, who was, I think it was friday act? i'm gonna say it was friday george clinton was the first person i saw that so and i'm so well that might i think have been, I yeah think. i was about to say that might have been the the pre-show day then because he played thursday there weren't night. a lot of people there yeah so he <laughs> played thursday night which was like the day before and then he also played friday but uh -huh. on, a, on one of the outdoor stages okay. but the uh -huh. first night uh the pre-show he played in the hangar Oh, yeah. So. I don't remember. I don't think it was in a hangar, but hey. maybe. I don't know. It's okay. <laughs> I remember Let's... being very excited. That was, the, like, the biggest name to me, George Clinton. I was very excited about George Clinton being really? there. <laughs> <laughs> I was from a different... You know, I grew up in the 80s, but I grew up in a small town, so it was more like growing up in the 70s. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> it really was. I mean, it, I, I do find it interesting, though, that, like, you're, like, this is, like, a family lineage, you know, yeah. like, to, to, to get you there and, yeah. like... Like you ended up at, at like you get yeah. the ninety nine one. Yeah, you know I just I mean? went to party because I didn't. My my mom didn't know the bands. In fact, I texted her recently. I'm like, do you have any stories from Woodstock '69? She's like, no, it was just kind of drugs and there was bands and I don't really remember. I wasn't aware of a lot of the things that were going on there. <laughs> well, that's kind of the the old saying, right? Like yeah. if you remember it, you weren't really there, <laughs> yeah. kind of deal. Yeah, like... I was like, she's probably got some Woodstock secrets. She's, she's not just not telling, telling you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So well, while, while you're walking around, uh, I mean, obviously it's hot. Like, oh, it got so hot. It was so horrible. Yeah. Well, what what wretched. are kind of like the sights and sounds like that you remember? Like groaning. You... Everyone was <laughs> laying on the ground, red, and groaning. <laughs> 
that's what I, I really I have pictures I have all my pictures my first are of my friends then whenever I came across them they were laying on the ground oh my god groaning with things on their heads um I remember this one time my friend Ivan was telling me recently how he went to go get fill his water bottle and there was this big line this huge line to get wherever there was fresh water coming from and he had this little bottle and they let him up front or something but then he whipped out this giant bottle <laughs> <laughs> <And> every, <laughs> like everyone was so like got up in arms about it i guess i don't know <laughs> so do you i mean while you're there well when, when does the partying start the partying started i don't really remember you know i i don't remember when the party started with like everyone getting there I, th I really think it started with a hanger like in the rave hanger or whatever that was the yeah 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 they had it in a hanger <laughs> yeah which seems so that weird seemed to, to get really wild like i i i didn't think i'd go there but i did end up going there for a couple nights but i was just kind of on the outskirts right watching <laughs> <laughs> i was just experiencing it so i mean i'm guessing because like, like you said like small town like you had never seen a rave or no like no that. Was that, but like, i know of them i knew of them they were in their culture a little bit and the older kids um a little bit and i'm in our town they would go travel to like the big town of Binghamton, New York, to go to a rave oh, <laughs> <laughs> or whatever. But I, you know, I knew love raves, you know, and they were getting trendy. But uh, so I was, I wanted to go see what it was, you know. I thought it was pretty wild. It was pretty wild. <laughs> Dude, I, yeah, I mean, that's the thing with the rave is that none of that was put on pay per view. Oh really? Uh, oh, yeah. So like, like, and it was just—I mean, all reports are it was just debauchery. Like, yeah, I didn't. Gura. I remember not really liking it. I remember like this isn't for me. <laughs> can, like, can you remember like a specific thing that like rubbed you the wrong way? Um, it was it was the most crowded thing that there was at Woodstock for me. I didn't go. I didn't like the angry bands. I didn't get up look real close unless my friends were into them or something. But I generally would. Uh, hang back and everything yeah to take it in <laughs> i was more of a taker in her <laughs> but i was up you know for at the hangar though it was pretty wild i remember trying to be cool trying to dance and realizing i couldn't <laughs> i remember there was probably an attempt at that there was an attempt at moshing i'm not really i was my sean who i was there with had this great idea that it would be cooler like like air cooler to stand at the edge of the mosh pit because there's less people and there'd be but and so we did that we went to the edge of the mosh pit which is like constantly getting pushed into the mosh pit right. now <laughs> so and like people just grab you by your bag going by i'm like fuck just pull you in like a <laughs> vortex it was horrible so then i accidentally moshed maybe once or twice but <laughs> <laughs> i mean what was that like just being someone that doesn't get into that and, and never really had like those mosh pits are so crazy especially for for oh, certain wild. bands was that scary i didn't all? like it i was so i was very anti-mosh in fact i have a picture one of my pictures of this hippie he goes into the middle of the mosh pit and he's like get throwing up peace signs <laughs> like this and I got a picture of him in the ones I sent you. And then, and then I have another picture of him about two seconds later getting sh just slammed, body slammed <laughs> by some guy. That, that is kind of like very symbolic. It's like you yeah. have like your 69 vibes yeah. and here comes Woodstock 99 yeah. just to smash it. Yeah, I know. I always felt so bad for that guy and everybody did. Everyone around that pit was so mad at that guy for doing that to that 
hippie guy. <laughs> but then it just started moshing again. It, it had to yeah. happen. <laughs> I don't even know what happened. I, I did feel bad for him. <laughs> so as far as like the partying goes and like party favors and such, yeah. like how did you kind of like what, what kind of stuff? If you well, don't yeah, mind yeah, no problem. Yeah, we had a variety of things with us that we tried to. I we had pot and my we stuck in some acid and we. I found shrooms there and it felt like me and Sean had the most fun of our group because <laughs> we had the access to the most things. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> Directly so, correlated yeah. to the good time. Yeah. Yeah. So we had a lot of fun. There was, I had like a weird experience where I was, I don't know what was going on where I was, I was taking some acid <laughs> and, uh, you know, I didn't really think I was a cat, but I really wanted to be a cat. Oh my God. And I was like, and I thought for some reason, if I convinced people enough that I was this cat, like they would give me cigarettes and I really needed cigarettes to continue the night. <laughs> that is the most acid thinking. Like if I, if I convince these people, I'm a cat, they will give me cigarettes. <laughs> Well, it worked. It I got somehow. I got so many pictures of me crawling around with cigarettes in my mouth, but apparently it worked. That's so good, dude. Now, like, do you can you remember any of the music like during um, those yeah, times, remember, or were you just doing your own cat? Oh, thing? during the music during those times, I don't remember the music. I don't remember the music, but I do remember music at various times. I remember. I was excited for the Red Hot Chili Peppers. They were I always liked them. I just thought they were awesome. Um, and I went to that show, which, you know, what everything went down there. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, I mean, so, well, we, we can talk about that. Like when the fires and stuff start popping up, like, yeah. can, can you remember like any particular feeling? Oh or, yeah. It felt great. We were like, <laughs> it was happiness. Like, this is the reason the fires, well, everyone knows why the fire started now. Cause they gave everybody matches. Yeah. <laughs> and, but really what was going on, I think is we were so tired of the trash and these trash cans were already set up like bonfires. They were like just pouring out with trash. And we just, I think it was started as just a way to get rid of trash, I wow. think, in my opinion, because we, that's literally, we, I, we were starting the fires to get rid, I thought at the time, that's why they were starting, just to get, we were throwing all the trash and it was like, the first time in three days we were standing on like, not trash because it was all burning. It was burning. <laughs> <laughs> that, that that's interesting. I mean, were you were you part of that at all? Oh, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I got pictures of everybody at the time when it was small. People were like running over top of it and and like you know, it's very like jumping. tribal. Yeah, and it was it, it was just like small fires. And I have a picture of a guy jumping over it, and I got a picture of people making out in front of one. That's kind of like that famous picture from the original Woodstock of the couple with the yeah, blanket. Yeah, I love that like, picture. It, yeah, that, like that's the 99 version yeah. of the couple kissing in front of a fire, yeah. a trash fire. See, people were happy at first. And I think where things went south really was in, in 1969 when they knocked, when the fences came down, they came down and told everybody, all right, it's free. And everyone was like, all right, cool. Yeah. <laughs> but when the fire started, they weren't, quite i mean i can see why they didn't want them 
Yeah. <laughs> but in retrospect, and I didn't realize there were so many. I thought there was just the one I was next to. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was like, I didn't, I thought they were yelling specifically at me, and it didn't seem like a problem. <laughs> I was being fine. <laughs> I wasn't causing a problem. Yeah. So anyway, they came out and they were like, stop the whole show. And like, everybody got so fucking mad. And everyone got so angry. And I feel like if they would have came out and just done something a little bit more tactful <laughs> than stop the chili peppers in the middle of their show. Or like, like if you had the chili peppers say it yeah, instead of like Yeah, yeah, that would have been good. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, I mean, I haven't, I haven't really considered that. But that. I think it really angered people and it turned the crowd against the organizers who we were already against in a lot of ways. There were so many... I don't think, I think people really know what the crowd was against, but I don't think the crowd knew what they were against at the time. It was just that <laughs> late 90s angst. It was angst, but I know what it was. It was angst at this pop culture takeover of corporations. The Viacom was buying... MTV was becoming this pop culture bullshit and they showed up to Woodstock like they own the place right and they were like you guys like are showing boy bands on your team what are you doing at Woodstock yeah. you, know? <laughs> <laughs> you know so everyone was very angry that MTV was there in my opinion because they didn't feel like it felt like they didn't belong and every time I saw MTV anywhere, they were getting pelted with plastic bottles. Yeah, <laughs> was I mean, pretty, was everyone was vicious against MTV. Were you seeing that like consistently throughout the festival? Oh, yeah, or yeah, all that built throughout up? the whole thing. It was the whole time. Whole wow. time, people were angry at MTV. The, there was this MTV tent that people would go to where they interviewed celebrities or something. I think I went there like once or twice and I have pictures of it. And they, I think Kid Rock was up there at one point. Sick. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that was the first celebrity that I think I like had seen. I was, and it was like from like, I don't know, a hundred yards away. And I could just not recognize this hat. And I remember not knowing what to think. It was really bizarre. <laughs> I was like, what is this? Like, that's Kid Rock, like right in front of me. Yeah, crazy. <laughs> and there's these topless girls there. Well, I mean, that's weird. kind of the thing now. I feel like there's such a smaller amount of like super famous people yeah. nowadays. <laughs> like, whereas like at Woodstock 99, like every band was fucking <laughs> yeah. huge. I know. It felt different. People don't realize the analog existence was so different. We had knew nothing. <laughs> we were so dumb. But we haven't we haven't even begun to analyze or grasp what the internet has done to our society. Oh, because it's still it's still happening. <laughs> I know we can we yeah. cannot see it. I mean, I mean, my generation and your generation and a few of us are the last people who have straddled this line of analog and digital existence. We're the dying breed. Yeah. <laughs> now, do you think that Woodstock '99, like the stuff that happened, would have? Uh, if the internet was around or like if, if everyone had a camera with them like, like the, oh like, no not at all like, for sure you, was it the anonymity that yeah, allowed people I, to go I crazy I felt I don't think people recognized it as such at the time because we didn't we just it was just well, how we know, lived yeah. <laughs> and people had cameras and there was a fear of cameras and video cameras and still cameras because people didn't want to capture <laughs> their bad things because you had to get them done at a 24-hour photo where your parents worked <laughs> <laughs> yeah that that's always the funny thing like we had a guy on i don't want to say who but uh well one of our past survivors he showed us all of his pictures and uh, we were doing an event and he's like oh do you want to put these up and we we're like we can't put these up dude like you like this is all pictures of boobs 
like, like you have like a fucking like two 24 hour photo oh envelopes full of oh naked women I dude well, at least they got them they usually wouldn't even give those to you if you tried to get naughty pictures do that that's insane yeah. i don't i didn't get any boob pictures i'm i don't think well I good have. on you you know i wasn't there although i was nude at one point i what? did i will say i just i knew it was my one chance to try it out in public <laughs> And I was like, really, I was, I don't know what I was, but I was something. And I was sitting there at my, <laughs> at my camp, at my in camp on my cooler. And I've got some pictures of me on my way stripping down. I don't nude pictures, but I was like, okay, I'm going to go for it. So I took off my, like, I was just in my boxers and my shirt. And I'm okay. And then I got totally naked. And I sat there for like, I don't know, a minute or two minutes and like some lady walked by and then she like diverted her walk and I freaked out and I went and put my clothes back. <laughs> but I felt cool. It felt really good. You were I was like, I was like, I'm naked. I feel good. <laughs> but then I, 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 I wimped out. <laughs> Well, at least you got the taste. I, I mean, was that surprising at all? Like just the the volume of nudity that you were um, seeing, or, or did, did you see it that was much? surprising? But I kind of expected it. I think. I I don't know. I I knew enough about the old Woodstock, and I wasn't um, hard up for seeing boobs. I don't know. I didn't really think about it. I I saw nudity. Um, I'd never thought about even what it would feel like to be nude in public. I never even that thought never crossed my yeah. mind <laughs> until I was at Woodstock. <laughs> so. That's so funny. You're like, okay, that's enough. <laughs> that's so I'm good. a real, I like, as you will find, I'm like, I'm a real experimenter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, like the male nudity at Woodstock 99, I feel like is the thing that like no one really brings yeah, up. Yeah. Cause like, there but it's some. literally dudes just like waiting in line for like a fucking yeah. churro, like yeah. just ass naked. I saw like, I seemed like every nude guy had like a backpack. <laughs> so it's like, just in case. Well, you gotta keep it close somewhere. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just in case you get cold and you gotta cover up your shrinkage. Now, is there, is there any like, I mean, besides naked dudes with backpacks and, uh, and and all that, like, I mean, can you remember any particular thing where you're like, "That's fucking crazy"? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Well, the the one the 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 craziest thing that happened to me was when, and this is in the the Netflix documentary. I'm in episode two, right in the beginning, and I right it's right when they're like. Right in the episode two, we're like, oh, it gets bad. It's like, oh my God, it's getting real shitty. And there's like a clip of this kid like screaming at the camera going, fuck you. That's yeah. me. <laughs> That's me. I go, fuck you to the camera. And then it get, then shit goes down on the documentary. So I feel like I'm personally responsible. Yeah, you were that. <laughs> for what's that, according to Netflix. You know, I can I can say it's pretty safe to say that uh, you weren't the only person to yeah. scream fuck you into a camera I know, that weekend. But I was the f I remember that. And I always wondered what happened to that footage because I've never seen I always wonder if it was on pay-per-view or where it came from or who filmed it because in my mind I really thought the person interviewing me was from that 70s show a guy from that 70s show you know show. that that's probably true oh really because they were the cast of that 70s show was sent by Fox as correspondents really? oh my god there was, and I, it, it very well could have I been. was like it was like I was like couldn't believe it I thought it was two of the guys from that 70s show and, and we were doing nitrous balloons <laughs> And these, me and my friend, who, well, I've already possibly named, but I probably shouldn't have, Sean. 
<laughs> hey, it could be any. Yeah, could There's be so many people with that name. Anyway, what was I talking about? That 70s show. Oh, yeah. So anyway, they, we're doing nitrous balloons. Stand, just standing there peacefully. And these cameras and lights came out of nowhere and like bombard us and started asking us questions. And I... I remember saying fuck you to the camera as more of a joke. Like I didn't think of it. It was as me being a badass. I think it was me at the time. This is kind of in retrospect, me thinking about it. But at the time, I, the only other person I knew with a ca video camera was my dad. <laughs> <laughs> and like what I said to that cameraman was fuck you dad yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he cut it out but they cut it out the dad part out and it just goes fuck you that's so <laughs> so funny. I seem really like a real badass <laughs> fuck you dad that's so good <laughs> so anyway they come in and they interview us and I don't know what happened to that footage but it's gotta be out there and like you can find uh, so on YouTube you uh -huh. can go uh, Fox Woodstock 99 coverage and it's the cast of that oh, okay. 70s show on the <laughs> grounds interviewing it. random people. Yeah, that's people. what I swear happened. And, and, I, and, and it's up there, yeah. Sean passes out at one point in that clip, I remember. Oh, right straight on the ground. From the nitrous? Yeah. Oh, he just God. falls flat on his back. <laughs> oh, like I have to slap him to get up. Oh and it's God. on that footage. And I was like, you all right? <laughs> like to the untrained eye, like that would seem like incredibly frightening. I know. I was frightened. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what's happening? And like, are this these cast members from that '70s show gonna help? I love, I love were, that I was able to connect those dots for you because all this time you're like, and I was tripping, so I, I thought know, it was. I that, really, but it was. I actually thought that I had made that up over the years that I had must have envisioned it. Like I just that just must have been something I thought happened. Yeah, no, dude, that that did happen to you. I didn't actually realize it was really real until I saw the footage in the Netflix documentary. I was like, I wasn't going to watch it. And then all of a sudden I was just sitting around one day and I started getting texts from people. Like, hey, you watched that Netflix documentary? <laughs> <laughs> like, like all of a sudden this like, footage no, that you no. thought would never see the I'm light like, of day. No, no, I haven't. That seems, that sounds fun. Oh my God. <laughs> and then like throughout the day, I got like five more texts and I'm like, Is, am I in this text Netflix documentary? And they're like, yeah, you are. And I'm like, shit. Fuck, yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's a lot. Like, there's a lot of people I feel like that when they watch that, they're like, oh, shit. Like, it came back. Yeah. Like, oh, I know some, too. And I I'm, I have nothing to hide in mine footage. Yeah, you're, it's not that <laughs> mine's bad. Yeah. Mine's good. I mean, I really was joking with the cameraman, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't re I don't remember. That's but, so good. Uh, but I, oh, I was just thinking of something. Oh, yeah. I know some people. <laughs> like they're in trouble now, like, not in trouble but you, got so you went with all these all, all, like these big groups right yeah. and now like did you guys like did anyone else like have a particularly crazy time like it, from oh, that yeah. group um yeah my girlfriend was there she had a she there was one point where my friend Ben who was so passed out probably was sunstroke we didn't even know what that was at the time was laying in his boxers and no one could wake him up and Bonnie was screaming, he's dead. Ben's dead. <laughs> <laughs> and Ben wakes up to that. <laughs> oh, my God. And, like, they all, and they laughed and laughed, and everybody laughs about it today. So I remember that. Uh, <laughs> that's a good. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I always love, like, you know, especially because, yeah, I definitely want to interview uh, 
Bonnie, you know, because I love hearing the different perspectives of the same oh, like, yeah. group trips. You know what I mean? Oh, that's true. Like, she was a much, she'll have a much different perspective. Well, she I'm was, sure. Yeah. <laughs> she was the only girl in our group. Oh, man. And she was. Warrior. <laughs> yeah. She was always that way, though. She was always the only girl in our group. We had a tight knit group of friends, and Bonnie was one of them and she was always our close friend she was no no big deal she slept over at our houses <laughs> you know it wasn't we didn't even think about anything but you know over the years as I, time went on i did start dating her <laughs> yeah i love that though like yeah because when you guys came to the event like I, I think you were besides andy um and the event i'm talking about folks is when we showed the mystery tape which by the way uh we finally figured out how we're going to make that available to everyone we are going to uh and i don't know exactly when because i want to make sure that we do it right but we're going to be selling usb drives um with the mystery tape on it along with um maybe like a commentary track and some other stuff so it is coming but you guys came to that and i I loved it it was the most accurate portrayal i've ever seen of woodstock 99 that tape you heard it here first (laughs) folks it really was there was no commentary there was there was commentary but it was silly and irrelevant (laughs) what i love about the mystery tape is that it's not because it came out in 1999 it doesn't have like any retrospect to it or like any hindsight or anything it's just like felt like you're there yeah i saw this these kids were going crazy that's it yeah there's no they didn't even talk about like any of the assaults or anything like that because they didn't know they didn't know about them and most people didn't know about them that was that were there yeah i mean while you were there were you seeing any kind of like behavior that would have tipped you off that some dark shit was happening the mud people were the worst assholes (laughs) in the world and there were a lot of assholes there were so many assholes there but at the time at the time being an asshole this is counter to today's society but being an asshole was considered cool at the time you wanted to be an asshole right yeah (laughs) that's kind of the thing right yeah and it's like it was like I'm glad that has passed because right. I never, I never could pull it off. I really wanted to. Right. <laughs> I tried a few times. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like, they always said, you know, it's like Woodstock 69 had the peace symbol. Woodstock yeah. 99 had the middle finger. Yeah. My mom said that. Uh, she's like, you know, the, I asked her what, what stories. The only thing she could say was it was very peaceful. There were no fist fights. <laughs> I was like, Did you okay. see any fights at, at 99 or, or um, like any, any kind of like I don't aggro think violence? So I don't think so. I mean, I saw the violence of the last night and I, the mud people were just constantly violent assholes. I mean, they would go everywhere with just piles of mud just to throw into the non mud people part of the audience just to cause problems God. <laughs> there's pictures of me i was i was trying to lead a resistance of throwing sh- garbage at the mud people wow. and become the garbage people yeah <laughs> <laughs> This was before the fires, but I thought this was better. This may have, I could have solved the fires. If people would have jar- joined my charge to throw the garbage at the yeah. mud people instead of burning it. I love that. Like, like it's so funny because like, it, this is why Woodstock 99 is forever fascinating to me because for three days, it was its own fucking world. You know, like, like there's like these struggles where like, there's just this kid oh, yeah. like straight out of high school who's trying to get together an army to battle these mud people. And that has nothing to do with the music. Or, like, or I don't even know what shit. music was playing. Yeah, now. Like, I think it was Metallica when I was watching, when I was really mad at the mud people. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect soundtrack. <laughs> yeah. Just like 
creeping death and just like, yeah. ah, like it's fucking it's it's cinematic yeah it's so awesome now that's wait, true wait. it is very cinematic now that you say it i can picture that in a movie yeah <laughs> it is yeah. it was very cinematic and you know the music the quality of the music was so terrible i thought it sounded so bad but the bass was very dramatic <laughs> to me at the time i hadn't heard anything like it but it, it, it accentuated the atmosphere everywhere you went, the sound of the stage. It was really cool. I like like that. no matter where you were. Yeah, it, was it seemed to like make the light. I, I was on acid. Yeah, I, was like, I was like, wait, wait, we're talking about sound and you're talking about light now. <laughs> you know, it just hit me. I, you know, I haven't put these dots together. Before. Yeah, you can like feel it creeping back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, a little tingle. Oh, yeah. um, so flashbacks. when you talk about the like after the Chili Peppers, when like looting and stuff starts happening, I mean, mm -hmm. what, what are you doing during all that? So the fires started and they started sending us. They tell us to go back. And we st I, all I remember is slowly walking back, kind of feeling weird. And I saw like cops and all of a sudden like nat National Guard. Um, walking around with guns and it was really weird, but no one was, it wasn't anything crazy happening. People were just walking casually, but there were like people climbing up on things that you could see from the distance that nothing was happening to, you know, right. to them, you know, <laughs> um, but I, I was starting to get crazy. And then at one point there was this huge explosion, like nothing that I had ever heard. And everyone turned around and there was something, I don't, I, I guess I was trucks. I don't know. Maybe I was a stage. It was something towards the main stage exploded really big. Yeah. There was like refrigeration trucks. That, yeah. That and it scared up. everybody. And that kind of like calmed everybody down. I thought, and we kind of like went back to our tents. I remember. Um, yeah. I, I remember it being crazy and I don't, I didn't stick around to watch really. I kind of went back and I think I wandered back. I almost think they, did they do a rave that night? They, I think I they were starting it, but, but uh, then they just like capped yeah, it. Like, I thought I remember them thinking about starting one. And I wandered, I saw all the destruction and I saw the cops standing around guarding places. I have some pictures of them just standing there in front of like, the yogurt stand. <laughs> <laughs> Hands off. I know. But what were the campsites like? I mean, I, like especially like towards uh, that last night. I mean, oh, like, it was oh, it was terrible. People's tents weren't even up anymore. I mean, it was just like I, people were trying to leave. I think, and they couldn't. <laughs> they, people were packing up and getting ready to go, and it was just uh, kind of just. A disappointment everyone was just ready to go but you know we had it didn't feel like it was unexpected because we were on our way downhill for a while it was so freaking hot and by the time it got to that point we were all just like ready to go well we were worn out and yeah tired and hot and i refused to even get near those disgusting showers <laughs> well, let me, you know, this is like uh, a question I, I like to ask everyone. You might not remember. Most people don't. But did you take a shit at Woodstock? Oh, yeah, yes. yeah. <laughs> I did talk about this. I did take a shit at Woodstock 99. How, how, oh, how, this, how I might go? have to. Oh, oh, my God. This is my opportunity to reveal a possible 
um, secret for to my friend. <laughs> oh, no. So I took a, I did take a shit at Woodstock '99, and I took one shit at Woodstock '99, <laughs> and I took it in my tent into a garbage bag because the gar, because the, because the toilets were so disgusting, and so and that it's better to shit where yeah. you sleep, literally. Like, <laughs> so I also, and then I just like got it taken care of, and I went and threw it out in like a dumpster far away. So anyway, fast forward. Now that's that's its own story. I, this is the part of the story I have never told. As I, I my friend Sean gets back to the tent, and it smells like shit already in the tent. <laughs> so I have to confess that I shit in the tent. <laughs> so I tell him what happened. I think he even did it himself at one point. I'm not sure, but I think it was good. I think. It, but anyway. What had happened is I think he had acid in the bag I pooped in. Oh, no. <laughs> and, like, he was, like, really mad he couldn't find his acid for the rest of the night, Woodstock 99. And he's, like, it was in a trash bag in our tent. <laughs> I, was too, I was too scared that he was going to kill me if he found out <laughs> I shit on his acid. <laughs> So Sean is probably listening to, and, and and it might not be true, Sean. It might it could have been another trash bag, but there I did shit into a trash bag, and it may have had your acid in it. I really I just never wanted to confess it. Oh my god, dude, that is so fucking funny. That is so fucking funny. Just like where the fuck you're just like. <laughs> just quiet <laughs> oh my god so now once it winds down i mean like did you guys leave like that night or did you leave no in the we morning? stayed we stayed i wanted to stay and we actually stayed until it was cleared out because we didn't have far to go we i felt like we lived didn't live too far away um so we waited we watched everybody go and i got pictures of all the of the tents like you know clean not well cleaned up <laughs> you know not there dump trash all over the place. We stayed pretty late and then we all just kind of left. I was kind of looking for my friends too, the other kids we knew yeah, to see where they went. And I, I think we saw them maybe once or twice and uh, it was cool. I, it was fun to be at a weird event and run into people from that you knew. School. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> it was weird. I mean, what's the, like, so after seeing like all these fires and taking <laughs> shits in tents and doing acid and being a cat and going to a rave for your first time. <laughs> oh my and all God, that's stuff. a really good summary. What's, what's the, <laughs> what's the ride home like? Like, was everyone just quiet? Like, I, don't rem- the- I don't remember the ride home at all. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Let me think. I don't know. I, I must have ridden home with Bonnie. I think she drove me. Who's my current girlfriend? I partner. We've been together for a long, long time. <laughs> I mean, you went to Woodstock '99. That's yeah. kind of beautiful. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. That's true. I wonder how many other people's relationships survived Woodstock '99. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, mine didn't start there though, but it, we survived it together. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you will always yeah, have that. Yeah. So now, I mean, once you get back and all the news stories start coming out about like mm-hmm. sexual assaults happening and like I ignored like, all, all of it. I just didn't want. I had this perception of Woodstock that involved a lot of fun and a lot of craziness, but I, nothing. It, I did nothing wrong and none of my friends really that knew did anything bad. And I was just wanted to retain that right. memory. And so I avoided for the longest time all of the observations. <laughs> and all I mean, of what, the... Were you surprised to hear about any of that? Yeah, stuff yeah, or... I was. I was really surprised about the assaults. I, I mean, 
in retrospect, I, I see those personalities there, but I didn't know how to define them at that time. I didn't know what those angry weirdos were like. I did. I had no idea, you know, and I, I don't know. I just was not, I just didn't want to taint my Woodstock experience with the anger. Although over time I found, you know, people, I understand what they're angry about you know i i felt like i've processed it more right yeah <laughs> i've been able to take it in and i have watched the netflix documentary i have still haven't watched the hbo documentary yeah. but i know the people... netflix one is, is the better one okay i have a friend who's well, like, if you, if you really don't want one. like if you really want to hang on to your last scrap of like my, <laughs> my lost weekend like don't watch the hbo yeah, that's kind of why that's kind of why i didn't want to watch it i was like i'm not gonna watch it I, uh... yeah you know you have podcast 99 <laughs> Only you know? i listen to this podcast and I watched the Netflix one because I'm in it. I might be in the HBO one. I know my friends are featured in the HBO one, one or two of them. Yeah, I mean, if you're in a big enough group, I'm sure you're, yeah. you're caught on someone's someone's camera. Yeah. Well, I mean, when, when like looking back now, I mean, do you think that it's it's an actual like culturally important moment, or is it just like a great weekend that you had as a team? Oh, I I think it has come to not have been an impactful has caused an impact, but it was a sign of a, of a time that was ending. It was a sign of the end of this analog generation, this corporate takeover of our culture, you know, of yeah. our music, of our, of our restaurants, you right. know, of I, I, my small town of Athens, Pennsylvania, where we all came from is just a, a stop on a road now, you know, it's with, <laughs> we're lucky if people want to go to the McDonald's, you know, it, just, it was a town with restaurants and people and culture. Right. Know? Sorry, I don't want to get emotional, <laughs> but that's how I feel. I feel like small town America was really murdered <laughs> yeah and you know i mean it's interesting to think that because i feel like i mean we i've talked to so many people now obviously mm -hmm. that, that went and like there is an aspect of like a lot of people coming from small towns yeah. to this big crazy thing where they can uh -huh. just go fucking wild and everyone's seeing yeah. this for the first time and experiencing it together yeah and that just boiled over and, yeah uh -huh. and became what what it is yeah well Fuck, man. Uh, what, what a great story. Yeah. <laughs> lot, well, it was awesome. It was fun. I thought, you know, I had a lot of fun. That was the most fun I've had telling my Woodstock stories. No one's really asked me that much about it. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Anyone from your group that, that wants to come on. Oh, yeah, I I'm sure. Got to get them on. Oh, uh, well, lots of, most of them are still on the East Coast, but Bonnie's here. Yeah, uh, I mean, you can you know, interview them on Zoom if you want. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> of course. You know, I want, I want yeah. as much of this as... Yeah. As, as possible. <laughs> yeah. You know, like I, I like, I like, I mean, I, I love the interviews that we do with people that I'll come had, in like, and help you interview. Them. I'll there you go. Yeah. Like too. the people that just had like a nice time, uh -uh. you know, and, and all that. But I love the young people that raged. Like that's, that's the, those are the stories. Everyone. Yeah. Wants. Good. Yeah. That's what I was there for. Yeah. All right, Miles. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show today, folks. If you went to worked at or played Woodstock 99, contact us at podcast 99 official at gmail.com or on Instagram at podcast 99. I'm Ryan Lichten and I will see you at Woodstock. <laughs>